Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the power of imagination from our world to the far off world of Ibris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters, miracles, and, of course, magic. We're delighted to bring this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us and this podcast, or preferably both, please visit us at RollWithAdventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Roll With Adventure's campaign of Shadows and Bliss. My name is Cass, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This episode begins mid-morning on Mergastam, the fourth of Lyonnais, in the year 1083 PR, above the small town of Barramans, where our heroes, Yovan specifically, have come face to face with a specter from Yovan's past, alive and well, though previously mentally dominated. Now, before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember here, we roll with adventure. So, how dexterous or not have each of you been this past week? Today, I was drinking something as I was working, and I went to put my glass down but I didn't put it down level. I guess I somehow put it down on an angle and it, of course, tipped and spilled on my keyboard. Fortunately, I have one of those like little silicone keyboard things that the keyboard came with, so I didn't get juice in the keys, but I also apparently couldn't put a glass down properly. So I'm gonna take a minus two. Things been uh, uneventful for me, but I did find that slipper I lost. So I'm gonna go ahead and give myself a plus one. Uh, it has been unseasonably and today ungodly hot. Um, and I was outside most of the day because that is what one does with children when it is ungodly hot. So I'm going to take a flat zero for heat mush brain. Speaking of unseasonably hot, I went to move the fan from my room into my office. And it turns out that when I planted my foot on the ground to pick it up, I planted it on a like one of those uh, foam covers for something. I mean, it turned out it was very slippery, and I did that. I'm only standing on one foot and I'm holding a heavy thing, but also I'm not secure dance, where I tried to move all my weight around a bunch and managed to only knock over like half the things in my room. So I'm only going to take a minus one. Let's see what you roll. Five. Also five. Thirteen. Two. Hello, my name is Sasha, and I play Faileth, the half-elven bard who can speak to and was raised by ghosts. My fun fact for Faileth this week is that she is an expert basket weaver and has weaved many a basket and pouch for herself, mostly in which to carry teeth, but now for also feet. Uh, My name is David. I play Yovan Savage Cooperson, a human scholar. Uh, my fun fact for the day is... Uh, actually, let's pull from the gentleman we just ran into in the previous session, 
Robert Ronald Taylorson. Um, he was part of a crew of seven people that Jovan worked with in the city he'd lived in previously. Uh, on the side, Romp attempted several times to get a side business going uh, with tattooing, uh, but he was terrible at it and never got off the ground. I am Brian. I am at MindOverBrian on Twitter and on Twitch, although on Twitch I spell it with a zero. And I play Matt Barebone, the changeling barbarian who uh, currently, I think I've finally reverted back to my redheaded half-elf with the facial scar that nicks his ear. Um, and my fun fact today is pretty short. Uh, Melian had managed to reach the rank of lieutenant in the mercenary corps he was part of before they were unceremoniously defeated in a in a battle where um, that is where we uh, were just afterwards he and Felix met. Hi, my name is Allie, and I'm playing Corey Anaclathi Bostukbase, a Goliath Paladin. Interesting fact about Quarry. Being dirty brings back horrible memories of the rock quarry that Quarry was imprisoned in. One night, very late, Quarry watched a falling star and heard a voice ask them what they wanted more than anything in the world. And Quarry wished that they would never be dirty again, which is why they're always so shiny. Now that everyone has introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember here, we roll with adventure. Our session begins mere moments from the last. The party now stands together in the woods, a brief walk from the cave that shelters the desecrated shrine of the maidens. Upon the cart in front of them lays the corpse of a decapitated necromancer, his head some distance away in the underbrush. The mule that pulls the cart has run off, cut from its tethering, though retrieving it is certainly of less priority than the two figures that lay on the ground near the cart. One, a man with grey-brown skin, cracking in places like pieces of shale stone, with short black hair garbed in the brown habit of a monk. The other, a pale-skinned human, his coppery-blonde hair trimmed short in an irregular manner, belying that perhaps he trims his own hair. He shows signs of malnutrition, his skin sagging in places, revealing that he is a shell of what once was clearly a broad-shouldered and well-muscled man. Jovan, looking at the face of this fallen foe, it is unmistakable. You do know him. Once a comrade in arms and a friend of yours, lying unconscious before your group, is Robert Taylorson, a man you often called Romp. So, you have these two unconscious monks, one a shadow from Jovan's past, a cart, a mule that has run off due to the fighting, the decapitated corpse of a necromancer, likely from the Cult of Bliss, and a shrine that needs to be reconsecrated. What would the party like to do? Jovan's going to try to hold the, the two fallen monks up to the mouth of the cave, at least. Um, get them out of the way. Uh, and if Quarry is willing, uh, might have them try to give them a little bit of medical care. Make sure there's no open wound or infections or anything like that. 
Absolutely. Can I make a medicine check to see if there is like a non-magical way to bring these people around? Go right ahead. 18. Looking over both of them, it almost seems like they were basically asleep. Something has just knocked them out. Faileth. Yes? These two, the way they're sleeping, is it like the bodies that you saw in the town? Or the sleeping children? I poke one. Does it feel like the bodies of the children? Their heartbeat is steady and strong. They're warm. Uh, the one you poke actually moans a little bit. Oh no, these guys just like unconscious or something. That's a comfort at least. No concerning as well. Oh, uh, before Jovan forgets, he's going to go and grab the crowns that were knocked off them as well. Good idea. Don't put them on. You can find the bands easily. They're not that far. Looking at them, they are quite simple. Thin bands of what appears to be iron, but there is etchings on the inside of them. Is it a language or style that you would recognize? The lettering and style is very clearly Eltharen Draconic, because they are a single continuous line connected in a circle. That's not terribly surprising, but it's likely that uh, well, we already knew there was some connection to what was happening in the town. This is just reinforcing that. Right. I'm going to be a moment with, with these. I'll, I'll see if I can wake them up. I, I should be able to... I'll let you know if I need help. But we, we need to consecrate that shrine before the shadow comes back. Yes. Is there anything broken in the shrine? So back up inside the shrine... Uh, it doesn't look like anything's broken. Uh, it looks like the wall coverings uh, have been slashed in a few places, though, and there is a considerable amount of blood that has been splashed across them, making whatever pictures and depictions were on them illegible. In the places where they've been slashed, Quarry will use mending to put them back together. Okay, let's do this sort of in two different groups so whoever is up with the shrine and reconsecrating it and fixing that and then we'll handle Jovan and the unconscious monks Faileth, which group are you with? I'm with whichever group Melian is with Melian is standing guard in front of the shrine so theoretically you could be with either I'm gonna poke around the shrine a bit more anyway so i'll hang with melian sounds good is there anything particular that you're going to do in the shrine for fixing it um i want to see what might be needed like do maybe a arcana check or a uh see if i can't figure out where the bad energy is okay what might need be cleansed Give me an Arcana check. That is a 14 on the dice. What is my Arcana? That's a good question, huh? Uh, that's a 17. You can feel that even the bones that you have on you start to like rattle and radiate when you're close near the back of the altar. So where that, where the stone block that had been used for dismembering the individuals and the three panels of cloth that depict the maidens back there. Of the, where those are cut in places that Quarry has been 
begun mending and splashed with blood. And particularly right where there is that symbol that Quarry identified as the Eye of Bliss with the serpent coiling around it. Can I... How, like, we're, this is like a big-ass stone, right? Not something I could potentially move. Get out of the shrine. You could try. Alright, I'm gonna try to push this stone out. Give me a strength athletics check. We all know how strong I am, so it's gonna go great. I've got a net 20 to move this stupid rock. Interestingly, as you push at the side of it, you realize that the top comes off. Ooh, what's inside? And you push it a bit to over, and you see inside some crudely carved statues. A crudely carved statue of a squirrel, <gasps> of a doe that is laying down, and of a bear cub on its hind legs. Cory, Cory, I found the maiden statues! Oh, excellent! I uh, very gently pull out the squirrel statue and place it just so on the floor, and then I plunk the other two down next to it. (laughs) (laughs) You note that inside there is also some bundles of herbs, and there is also what looks almost like a, a metal ball on a chain. Like an incense thing? Like, like a, a, I could like burn some herbs in this ball and perhaps do some sort of cleansing ritual, maybe? Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm going to pack this ball with herbs and light that sucker on fire and, like, fully cleanse the energies in this space. She's going to go hog wild. Like, that little ball is going to just be flying. Over the next period of time, uh, Melian, you're going to start to smell this weird herbal smoke coming out and when you glance over your shoulder back in you just see Fela swinging this center wildly and smoke going everywhere. Alright, that seems about right for me. (laughs) And Quarry, you have mended all of the tapestries and I assume are just going about trying to do your best to clean as much of the blood off now. Yeah, there's no water um, near here, is there? does not appear to be. Ooh, I have a bar of soap. I mean, there's no water, so that's not terribly helpful, but, I mean, if we had water, I've got soap. I mean, presumably we all have, like, water skins, and it's not like we're hoarding them or anything, we're literally just fill them up and go back to town. Oh, that's true, and I have some common clothes, so maybe I'll take, like, an article of clothing, make it wet, rub a little soap on it, and do my best to clean up the blood. So here's the thing. If you use your clothes to clean it all up, all you need to do is put the shirt on and all of a sudden, clean. It's brilliant. <laughs> Who needs prestidigitation? <gasps> You're right. What a good idea. Also, I have that if you need it. I mean, I wouldn't say no <laughs> to help cleaning yes. up the blood. As I continue to wildly swing this century around, I am also prestidigitated like, smoke! Magic! Smoke! Magic! She's having a lot of fun. As the smoke from the censure falls onto the wall that you then press digitate, as the smoke pours down off of it, you see like the blood almost dissolving away. And 
within a short while, you will have this place quite clean and at least purged of some of the evil. And while that is going on, let's switch over to Yovan. So, Yovan, where do you have these two monks, since your companions are inside the cave? Uh, just outside, um, by where the two bear statues are, I imagine. And oh, that if somehow right by Melian? Right by Melian, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that way I can keep an eye on both things that are happening. That's just efficient. Alright, so I'm gonna actually pass off the crowns to Melian just in case, and then I'm going to pull up my own water skin and try to splash it on the face of, uh, of Romp, see if I can wake him up. Romp sort of rouses a bit with a sputtering cough, and blearily starts to look around. Hey, 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 Romp, Romp, it's me, Yovan, a savage You alright? You still all there? His blue eyes look up at you from, like, beneath his... He's always had these unusually exaggerated eyebrows, but the eyes that you see looking back at you, these eyes look like of someone that has been broken. Someone that's haunted. Someone that's seen things that they never should have seen. And he looks at you and you see tears start to pull in the corners of his eyes and he struggles to start to try and stand up going Safi? Stay sitting. You've been through a lot. You shouldn't be alive. Um, How are you alive? Where am I? Away is away. You've been on a hell of a hike. Um, What's the last thing you remember? Uh, Oh, he puts his hand up to his head and sort of rubs at the temple. Uh, I. I remember the. Abbot opening the doors to let in travelers. And then it all went black. I thought I saw a ghost. You and me both. Uh... How are you alive? I ran. <laughs> I ran and I hid and I ran and I hid. And, uh, well, I mean, Greaves, man. If nothing else, he was always a hell of a distraction. I. Yeah, had uh, attention the whole damn city at that point. Folly, Longtop, and I got out of there. We went south. Hid in an abbey a week or so away. We. We tried to get in touch with Mother. But. sought her out myself, but it would have put her in more danger than just leaving her be. She might she might be alright. We can find her yet. Just 
More north though. Way north. We're up past Drummer Hollow. Up in the mountains. Yeah. There's uh, some folks here. Um, Court of Bliss. Not, not anyone I know, but maybe it rings a bell for you. I've, there's some wild things happening up here. All ties back to that damn fucking book. But I'll, I'll fill you in another time. Meantime, we never should have gotten involved. Hey, it was a good plan. I just got a little bit too greedy. It's fine. If you're alive, that means Longtop and Foley might be as well. Oh, they There's, are. They, they are. are? Yeah. Are they here? No. Uh, Longtop and Foley, they went after we couldn't get in touch with Mother. They, they kept going south down into the Badlands, maybe, maybe even down to the Republic. But, uh, I... I... I just started wandering. Eventually crossed over the border. I actually stayed in Dwemer Hollow for a few weeks before I met one of the monks, uh, Brother Carver. This... This... this. And nowhere to go and I felt like I needed to do penance Brother Carver yeah I don't suppose this is a Carver here uh, he points at the other monk or down there he points at the decapitated necromancer uh, he looks over at the other monk and goes, no, no, that's that's Brother Clark. I'd never seen a Genasi before I joined the Order. Don't, don't be concerned about his skin. It, it's not a disease or a condition. Oh no, it's got a pellet on a soul in the cave behind you. I don't think uh, nothing I'm worried about catching from these folks. One last thing. I hate press here. We're by a shrine to the local maidens, aren't we? I should remember more than that. Yeah, 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 we're by the shrine. We're trying to put it back together. There's been some, uh, some real nasty stuff done to the folks here. And we figure if the maidens, the shrines are put back together, maybe they might have a little bit of you know, spiritual protection. Not a sure thing. Townsfolk, they were always so kind. But, uh, what have you been up to? Hiding. Hiding lots. Morning. You and me and the rest of the. I thought you were all dead. I wouldn't be surprised if more of us got out. <laughs> we're always resourceful, kids. Well, that's. Maybe I shouldn't have been. So quick. Did you ever find out who sold us out? Some names. Some names to check out, maybe. I was planning on making my way back one day to the bury y'all um, and to maybe set things right. But it's, it's always an easy thing to put off to tomorrow, you know how it is. But we got some names. We can. Uh, One of them, the head honcho up here, 
one all abandoned stop. I think it might have been one of the folks that came to look at the book. One of the ones that made a bid. We uh we follow that string along. I think I think we'll get some answers. But you, uh, you rest. You, you, soul's blessing. You've been through, uh, you deserve, you deserve a better rest. Th- thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll just close my eyes for a bit. And, and then he reaches out and grabs your hand. And a bit of that strength that you remember him for is there in his grip. Please, don't be gone while I wake up. Not this time. And then he's going to slip back into sleep and unconsciousness. Yo doesn't move for uh, a good long while. He stays put. Just kneeling down and thinking. Um, eventually he... Uh, turn up to to the other monk and uh, hmm. there are some other questions that need to be asked but maybe not a terrible rush no he, he just sits he sits and, and thinks for a while give me a perception check yeah Yeah, that's not too shabby. Uh, 18, 17 after modifier. You notice that Romp under his breath is murmuring, and you see like his face sort of contort in pain, as if he's perhaps having a nightmare. And you hear him mutter, I don't know where the fragment is. I don't know where the wind... No, I... I don't know where the bones are. We won't bring down the barrier. Can I shake him awake again? Um, I, I, I guess. And he gasps awake with a yell. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, 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 we're here. Safe. What, what did you see? He sort of pulls in on himself a bit and he looks up at you and says you you should just get you're alive you should you should just get away ain't gonna happen we got business here we're gonna see it finished what did you see fragments something They tortured me, but I didn't know what it was. Just no idea what they were talking about. You mentioned the barrier. I think it's holding us all in. What do you know about it? There's a barrier underneath the abbey to protect some of the oldest bones that are kept there. 
these mobs are trying to get in. That makes sense. We're gonna take care of you, alright? I'm gonna make sure you're alright. Don't, uh, don't let him get to you. He's just gonna hold onto your hand. Yeah. I'm gonna get some food into him. I'll pull out some rations, get out some the water skin that I was splashing with. I'm not going to bother him with too many more questions. I got like 50, but I'll wait till he's been conscious for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> you feed him and water him. He definitely does not eat as much as he used to, and he eats very slowly. And then, as time passes, Quarry and Faileth, you've finished. Uh, covering the entire place in smoke, removing as much blood as you can, mending the tapestries and cut wall coverings. And now the last things you have to do is place the statues where you think they go. Clearly the squirrel should be in a place of prominence. Do the tapestries give any indication of the placement or the order of the three? The three tapestries at the back, uh, going left to right, each display a single elfin maiden, and they have prominently one of each animal standing next to them that mm. they have their hand upon, or is like upon their shoulder like the squirrel. Perhaps we should put them in the same order as the tapestries. I mean, sure. Why not? Quarry will help fail to place them, I guess? Let's make them party. You place that down, and it appears that you have put the shrine back in order. Nothing miraculous happens. But it does Do not seem as dark. Oh. Do you want to say a few words, Faileth, or do you think this is all that is required? Hmm. Maybe we should, like, call on them, perhaps, or something? Like, welcome the ladies back into their shrine? Hmm, that sounds suitable. Would you like to do the honors? Okay. Faileth goes and kneels in front of the statues and says, Oh, ladies, maidens of the forest, I think, please. Also, this town, sort of. Uh, but most importantly, ladies of this shrine, please notice that we made it nice again. We welcome you back into your possibly ancestral hall, but definitely back into your shrine. And ladies, we call upon your power to be excellent again and live in happiness in this beautiful consecrated shrine that is no longer defiled by blood and stuff and definitely no longer by feet and also we put your statues back and especially to this girl one I love you. Do you think that was enough? It was a 
that was beautiful, Faelith. I think that that was Thank extremely you. well I done. I don't pray a lot. You, I, you could have fooled me. Oh, and you pray a ton, so that means a lot coming from you. You did an excellent job. Perhaps we Thank should. Thank you. Just tell them that we'll do what we can to help their people in the town and ask for their aid in... Oh, that's uh, a good idea. And oh, dear ladies, please help these people some more because they're kind of zombies but kind of not and it's creepy and there's a monster that exploded but I think it's going to come back. So help us please, ladies, defeat the monster and in your name we pray perhaps ask them to help us find the uh, the green gem that we seek and point us in the right direction of the green gem with the light in it so that we can let these people go back to being themselves perfect the end how was that uh, that was excellent and I appreciate you uh, taking it on Faith. I don't feel quite right praying to someone other than soul I mean, that's fair. You do have a whole relationship with him going on. <laughs> Shall we see how Yovan and Melian are doing? Yeah, okay. Melian gets into trouble if he's not with me for very long. <laughs> Quarry <laughs> smiles. At about the point that you reach the entrance to the cave, you suddenly feel a brief breeze, a warmth at your back. And looking back, you suddenly note that where there previously were not candles, you see lit candles all Ooh. across the shrine. Ooh, we made candles spontaneously appear. Is that a thing we can do now? That would come in very handy. I think the ladies like what we've done. Oh, good. Thanks, ladies. Maidens. Seems your prayer was well received, Faileth. I did like them. They were pretty nice. As you come out, you see Melian standing guard, stoically, looking heroic and chiseled like a statue. <laughs> and standing not far, or kneeling, or sitting not far from him, you see a unconscious Earth Genasi monk, and the blonde-haired monk that Jovan has identified as Rob, sitting, holding Jovan's hand, just slowly eating and drinking of it. Everything with the shrine go well? I prayed to the ladies and they lit some candles, so I think we're all good. Good sign. Yeah, it was pretty great. Halfway through, two more shrines to go. Um, it seems that we're done here. I'm Perhaps we should discuss our our next step. I was thinking that with these robes and the cart, perhaps we could um, disguise ourselves and gain entrance to the abbey that way, if we are not able to find the secret tunnel. It's possible. I am surprised to hear you suggest subterfuge, Paladin. We're rubbing off on him. <laughs> well... Um, though it may appear underhanded, I think in this case it is a sensible approach. There are not that many of us, and though we have taken out one of the cult members, there are still three members of the Cult of Bliss, and however many of the Tenorian monks that they control. While I admit that 
we do not know their numbers, considering how easily we were able to vanquish these, this one of four. Perhaps subterfuge will be unnecessary. I'm not sure how many monks at the Abbey they are able to control at one time. We may find the numbers against us, even if individually they are not much of a challenge. If we go in with subterfuge, we can always uh, transition cleanly into a full assault if needed. But if we go in with a full assault, we will not be able to trans, uh, transition nicely into subterfuge. It's better to have as many options as And yet it is possible to engage too far subtly and be unable to extract oneself. A plight Faileth and I both know very well. Oh yeah, you get mixed up in stuff and suddenly you've got a new grandmother! <laughs> <laughs> that is a story that I hope one day I will hear. But I... If we could find out whether there are secret tunnels that would not only assist us in gaining entry unnoticed, but may also provide us an additional uh, avenue of retreat. I mean, I do very much want to go through a secret tunnel. That sounds amazing. It might not be so simple. Uh, here, we've been talking, and he mentioned that there might be a barrier in the basement of the church. Hmm. It's Is one your friend's I... name Romp? Well, no, Robert, but... Uh... And yet, Yob and I distinctly heard you call him Romp several times. Plenty of folks have more than one name. It's nothing unusual there. Sometimes you don't want some a name shouted in the middle of a job to link to your home life. It's uh, would hate to have your uh, friends and neighbors hear that. Uh, well, you know how we took down that guard. Uh, if he'd overheard our, our real names, that would be terrible. Corey raises an eyebrow, but doesn't say anything. No, I know <laughs> what you mean, Joven. My mother <laughs> says there's a lot of power in a name. Uh, that's why I don't know her name, and apparently I might not even know my own name. So, yeah, I get it. Uh, it is Faileth. Yeah, apparently it might not be, because when I asked her, when she said the whole thing about nobody can know her name and I can't even know her name, I said, well, does that mean I don't know my real name? And she just gave me her cryptic bullshit, so it could be that that's not my name. Uh, it was a long night yesterday. I reckon if somebody calls you a thing for a decade, it's about as close to your name as it's going to... If it wasn't your name before, it is now. I mean, it, yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm just saying, I get it. Romp sort of puts a hand up on your shoulder, Yovan, if you're still crouching down, or like tugs a bit, uh, and he looks to your group and says, if it's numbers, there are eight of us in the Abbey, if you count the two children and the two of us. Nine if you count the abbot's sister. The the barrier. It it doesn't cover all the catacombs underneath the abbey though. It only is around the heart. I'm told not to explore them. That some of the tunnels are unsound. 
the first time that Gina and I went diving in through some structurally unsound tunnels. If you didn't think that I didn't attempt to see if they went anywhere, then uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be sure if you were the same savvy I knew. I never found uh, an entrance back out to the uh, outside of the abbey. Found a couple that come up in different buildings, though, around the grounds. We can use that. I think the next step was to go and speak to the, the mayor of the village here. We have um, a prominent noble that we've finished rescuing on the way here, and uh, we're hoping with him at our back, the mayor might uh, let us see some of the records, blueprints of the Abbey. Um, Cast the donkey ran off in the direction of the Abbey, right? Uh, no, the donkey just has ran off up into, like, the mountainous side area over here. Mm, okay. Maybe mm. it will return to the abbey? You don't know? We may want to find that donkey, lest it return to the abbey and notify the remaining cultists that something has gone wrong. Or we should make haste to return ourselves. Right. Yes. Uh, I will go take a good look at the black-cloaked one and assume his identity. Okay. Excellent idea. I hate to press you for more, but what can you tell me about the crowns? He looks confused. Uh, what... what crowns? Um, I'd, I'd take one from Melian and, and show him. You see fear flash across his eyes. He's just... emptiness they it's it's like everything goes blank and then oh and then there's these voices these voices in your head suddenly voices telling you what to do all directed by him who's him one of the ones with black robes I think he called himself Putrelax. Oh, I thought his name with a bit of menace behind it. He he's turned uh, the main room down in the catacombs, right outside the barrier, into some kind of lab torture chamber. That's where the it's where the six voices come from. His symphony control. That's gonna be where we need to go first. Break that. We free more folks in the abbey. Maybe, maybe the folks in the town as well. Okay. Uh, how complex? Do the crowns look? Do they look like they could be... You could make, like, a, a replica fairly easily with just a bit of scrap, or... Uh, externally, they look like simple iron bands. Internally, the scrawling on the inside looks very complex, which also means it probably just looks like gibberish. We can make fake ones, then. If we uh, adopt a disguise route, then that shouldn't be a problem. Well... Unless they can 
psychically sense that there's no connection, but that's neither here nor there. We'll go across that bridge when we get to it. Okay. Let's go get that donkey. You guys, if you all are working to find the donkey, takes you about 20 minutes fanning out to try and find it. You're able to catch the donkey. It hadn't gotten far. It had gotten far enough away that it felt safe and appeared to have just started grazing. Donkey not a homing pigeon, so we're all right there. Mm, Shall we hook it back up to the wagon? Take it along with us. I'm not looking forward to hauling this other monk, and um, I suppose we would wake him up, but might as well just let him rest. Leave him in the back of the wagon. Hmm. Carry on to the mayor. Yeah, yeah, that seems wise. Have we not acquired as much? the information we wanted from the mayor from Romp here. Well, there may be tunnels that Romp doesn't know about. Uh, He knows of ways in from the outer buildings around the complex. But if we can bypass those entirely, go straight through the mountain. The abbey's older than the town. If there are any of those, if there are any architectural drawings like I know you'd want to find they won't be somewhere in the town damn it and indeed if the man's story is true I would not feel safe traveling through the mountain through tunnels that have been remained undiscovered for generations that they are more likely to be corrupted with Putrelax's power wait who Trilax? Uh, it seems like one of the head figures uh, responsible for most of the brainwashing that's occurring. Ha! Huh. Yeah, it's quite the name. No kidding. Okay. Then we move directly to the Abbey, then? That would be my recommendation. Melian makes an excellent point about the state of the tunnels, should we even be able to find them. Additionally, I feel, the longer these monks and the black-robed one are missing, the more likely they will send someone else to investigate. That's a fair call. Now let me look back at my... notes. You have no idea how disconcerting it is talking to you while you're wearing that face. It. Give me the heebie-jeebies, Melian. Ah, I can wear a different face if it would make you feel better, friend Yovan. <laughs> Alright. Romp looks up at you and says, You always had a knack for gathering the strangest folk together. I'm telling you, if we had Melian back with us, we could have pulled some incredible stunts. The whole issue with McMellans would have been Cakewalk. Walk in, walk out. Looking great. But we work with what we have. If only he hadn't recognized Felicia. How was I supposed to know that my sister had slept with half the city? Well, the rest of us did. Um. Little seizures for sparing you. Anyway, let's focus on the future. No use dwelling on the past. It still hurts. Um, right, to business. Uh, we go into the outbuildings. Um, 
we come up. We'll see if we can do a survey around it. Uh, we'll make the call then, whether we're going through the tunnels or through the front door. Once we establish what an escape looks like. If we can... If Romp is up to it, having you and the other brother here would help sell things. They'd know your face. If we're gonna free everyone up there and get those bastards out, I'll help you with anything. But the Abbey stood for a very long time. It's at the top of a cliff with a narrow path up to it. You'll ha- you have to go through the main gate or find a way over the walls and you only you'll only have access to the front wall unless you want to try scaling the mountain and coming down on top. Not going to rule it out, but maybe not my first choice. There'll be snow covering the ground. Ah, that makes things difficult. But the view's fantastic. Gives you a lot to think about. What what were the three of you out here doing? Were you on an errand? Was it to do with the maiden shrine or uh, this was the first time I'd been out. Usually they sent Milton and Carver. With him. But, uh. We were to go into the town, find one of the families, ideally one with a child, and then two adults. Take the bodies. Uh, he's experimenting on them. Alright, Melian, Corey, Faileth, I realize it didn't work perfectly with the bandits. And there were some issues. But I am saying that we have Melian, who has a good approximation of the Black Robe Fellow. We have both the monks, and then we have two adults and a child that can be under a blanket in the back of the wagon. It does line up very nicely. Wouldn't raise a single eyebrow. I do not know that I have seen another Goliath in town, however. I will be covered under the wagon, will I not? A blanket will do little to disguise your size. With apologies, Paladin. Did the monks ever come up with food or supplies from the town after they raided? think so. They must have. I... I don't know. Everything's really murky. That's a gamble we can make. I remember one time being ordered in the kitchen, making something for their leader, taking it down to him.
then he had oh, sorry, children standing with their hands linked, trying to walk through the barrier. The whole place was just filled with this awful green light. Perhaps that is where we will find the gem that we are seeking. I think, Yovan, that while your plan is not perfect, it is probably the best we are going to get without finding a functional secret tunnel. I am a sucker for secret tunnels, but sometimes the front door is the best approach. Melian did make a very convincing argument about the safety of the tunnel, even if we could find such a thing. And Melian gives a mock curtsy. In the probe of a necromancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. With your plan, at least your initial plan formulated, you guys will climb into the cart and start your way back to the fork, where you can either go left now, down, back down into town, or right, and up into the mountains towards the Tenorian Abbey. After a short while, your creaking cart reaches the Y. Going left and slightly down, you know that it will take you back down into the town of Barrowman's below. Taking the right goes up hill. Further up into the mountains, and you know it will be a few hours up to the abbey. Are you heading on up? Jovan's still checking everything, and frantically trying to figure out if there's anything they missed for preparation, and probably while he's struggling to, to figure out what else they need to, to bring, they're already heading up the Y. So. <laughs> Melian is trying to figure out how to walk in this new body in a way that doesn't look like he is, doesn't fit it. Hmm. This body is a bit shorter than Melian normally would have, and has jet black hair that is quite long and falls down over your face. It's falling on my face, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's falling on your face, and it does not appear practical for battle the way it was cut. It seems far more. It was done for aesthetic reasons. <laughs> This person as we, wanted as we, to look dark mage. <laughs> awesome. As we walk up the mountain, I practice like retracting the hair into my head so that if combat starts, I can just banish. Realize that uh, without hair, he he looks sort of like a weird baby. <laughs> you guys continue heading up the hill. Uh, as you do, are you guys? Ask, uh, asking any questions? Are you having any more conversation? When we get close, if we can see the Abbey before we're spotted, if there's a chance to do any sort of reconnaissance, any sort of scouting, I'd like to. I'd like to not go in blind. Or, Rump, what can you tell me about the the layout of the area? Oh, there's the there's the main building the actual abbey, and then there's three outbuildings. A stable, uh, 
a building that we use a bit more like a a kitchen, but it also uh, it has a forge on one end for one we don't really want to open too many of the small windows in the abbey and then there's an outhouse the grounds there <sighs> the path you take it up and it once you get to the top of the cliffs it sort of swings around the abbey until you come to the main gate the gate brings you into a sort of large courtyard area that's walled all around uh, goes straight from the abbey to the edge of the cliff wraps up along some of the cliff but a part of it has even fallen away I, I think it was someone said it fell away 50 years ago oh no that's interesting and then there's a there's a well in the center uh, there must be some kind of artisanal spring or something that bubbles it up I don't know why I never found any trace of a river or anything like that under the abbey and I was searching the catacombs and then behind the abbey on the other side of the walls there's a there's another walled off area uh, with another gate uh, and a, a path that leads up and that goes off to the three uh, cemeteries that we have up there the main building it's five floors high it's a it's an interesting building we've got the observatory that in itself is fully open from the second floor up to the fifth in various tiers and the iris and then there's a tower off of it a sort of a a, a double tower keep almost there's the cells living quarters they're on the second floor the main floor uh, is mostly empty rooms for when the abbey uh, was apparently much more in use and bigger and the catacombs well say there's three sort of layers to them there's the tunnels right underneath the abbey and those they're just nooks with stacks of bones and they go down and you come down into a bit more of an ornate older sort of catacomb there the tunnels don't crisscross here as much they're actually pretty straightforward laying out in almost a square with three chambers uh, a large central chamber that's where the barrier is and where Putrelax, or whatever his name is, is set it set up. There are three tunnels on the other side of the barrier that you can see go deeper to the catacombs. What is back there? Apparently, things that are 
either best left disturbed or important kept guarded. Uh, the, the other chambers, there's a, a small shrine down there to the celestial triad. And uh, then uh, two, uh, I guess, crypts where abbots over the years have been buried. There's tunnels that go underneath that, and my, those, they just become cave-like. I'm, if there is a tunnel, it probably connects there. You mentioned that there was paths leading from the old buildings in to the catacombs. Which old building specifically? Oh, well, there was an unfortunate encounter that I learned. There was uh, one that goes to the islands. Uh, uh, I... <laughs> It's actually almost all of them. There's more than one entrance in the first floor of the abbey, down into the top layer of tunnels and catacombs. And there's one in the staple. Uh, the outhouse, unfortunately, goes into a chamber down in there. Uh, and the only building that I haven't found one yet, too, is the... One is it's the forge, or sometimes used as a, as a kitchen. Oh, that's what we need. Crowns. We need fake crowns. Hmm. Is there... Minor illusion. Can that move with us? I don't know. Can it? I'm pretty sure minor illusion is static. Never mind. You might be able to do it with prestidigitation. You can create a small trinket. What's the size of that? I'd say, sure. You could probably do it with prestidigitation. I mean, are we just scratch the incantation off the inside of the other one? Man, Once I again. do not trust that it's at all. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if only well, there's two, there are only two crowns, and there's what six of us at this point. So if we put, we only need crowns for one two of crown us. on somebody. Oh, I see what you mean. If it does like take them over, then we can just knock. Yeah, them off. somebody just knocks it off. I'm a little bit worried about like um, a palantir situation. Uh, we we put it on, and that gives whoever's controlling them a glimpse into our head. Which would be disastrous. So we put it on the monk who hasn't done any talking yet. You mean the one that's still unconscious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Well, let's see if that works. I was gonna say the way Cast described the Tenorian monks—they have hoods that go up over their heads, so initially we couldn't even see the crowns. So maybe it won't matter? Oh, for some reason I was imagining like the the hoops is sitting over top of the hoods. If they're underneath, that makes things way easier. Cass, am I misremembering? Nope, you are remembering correctly. Uh, you only noticed that... Uh, you only saw that one was wearing a crown when the... Or... Band when the hood fell off. And it's just a band? Like it's just like yeah. a circlet type deal? Yeah. 
You know, we could probably just cut a chunk out of the back and then have them wear it. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, we can cut one into two and just fabric it into <laughs> basically Naruto headband. <laughs> it's fine. It works. Yeah, okay. Perfect. If there's if there's anything I can do to help, I'll I'll help Howie in any way. Oh well, hopefully, um, all I need you to do here is help Coach Melian into what he needs to say. Yes, because I have adopted this body's voice. always referred to the Putrelax as Putrelax, but the girl and her bodyguard always referred to him as Martin. <gasps> Sorry, couldn't resist my opportunity Paladin. for a dramatic gasp. Are you alright? <laughs> Just that name, it, it rings a bell and I... Surely there are many Martins in this world, and yet how many of them are likely to be necromancers? Very few, I imagine, Paladin. <laughs> God, I love this voice so much. There was a, a time when I ran across a, a Martin who was suspected of necromancy, but he fled before anything could be confirmed. This also confirms my suspicion that he is adopted this name, for it was too silly for a real person to give another human being. Is a little melodramatic. One might even say it was on the nose. <laughs> oh, this laugh is not good. <laughs> Usually, the, the grounds are so big, and we're not, there, there's so few of us, that it can't be everywhere at once, but they usually have at least, oh god, oh gnosis. At the, doors, at, at the doors, some of the parents of the children they take. Uh, undead. They've killed the parents and turned them into undead. S some of them. He's the, the children he's kept alive. <sighs> but... We will have to put them out of their suffering. I sense Logan is about to throw some sort of tantrum when we arrive. One that perhaps involves smiting the old undead. 
for being useless. Do you know how many are at the gate? I think just two. But that... When... When... When you have the band on you... It's, it's like everything focuses. And everything is blotted out. And just those voices in unison. All telling you what to do. You said six voices. Yes. And they are not all Martins. No. Did you recognize the other five? Uh, no. Martin's... Martin's a seventh voice. Ah. Interesting. He tells them what to... What, what to make us think. Ugh. Ah. Are you alright? You see him sort of clutch at his head a bit. And... He sort of pales a bit. And then he, he's breathing shallowly. And he just... I, it, uh. Friend the Oven. Paladin, we should make haste for you. Your friend here does not look like he has long. Cass, does he look like he could benefit from some healing, or is it just mental suffering? Not not just mental suffering, but I don't think that I can fix his mental suffering with my lay on hands, so... It looks more like mental suffering. He does not look like he has any wounds on him at all. Did we bring Old Man Marsh and the Apprentice with us? No. I kind of assumed no, because we haven't talked about them ever. <laughs> I was about to say, well, I mean, the original plan was to bring them to speak to the noble, but yeah. Because um, otherwise I'd, I'd ask the Apprentice if he was able to produce any sort of tea to, to help with this, but on the flip side, that would smuggling them in would be goofy. Um, when you guys talked about who you were how you were going to get into the abbey, you talked about it only as if your group was here and not the other two, and... Yeah, I completely forgot about the other two. If I remember correct, which might be incorrect, because I do vaguely remember that you planned on bringing him up to the um, mayor's to the house, house. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you guys were planning on doing the shrine first, so I think maybe wires got crossed if you did intend to bring him, because I went, oh, they'll do the shrine, and then they'll go back and get him. Life will be much easier if we didn't bring them. Um, yes. yes. You convenient. did not bring them. They are Easy. not here. Well, there were only four tracks, four sets of boot tracks that came up with us yesterday, so for sure. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Or this morning, I guess. We have, we have rest. Would it be able to tell if I'm assuming the mental backlash here is a result of some residual effect of the crown. Would I be able to make like an arcana track or something on how I might alleviate that? Oh, go right ahead. Uh, so it's going to be a 12. Uh, sorry, I just actually need to look at my modifier here. Uh, so it's going to be a 16. Looking at it, you've 
and based off what he said and how he said things are coming in sort of snapshots and he's starting and he's remembering clearly more and more as time goes by of what it was like to be under that mental domination you get a feeling that it is going to get worse before it gets better and that from your perspective probably to help with it is they're having nothing that will trigger it or bringing closure to it. So be a little bit more careful with the questions we ask. That makes sense. But I'm just... Close his eyes. Okay. Okay. I do have one last question before we arrive at the Abbey. Though I do not wish to trouble you, uh, Robert. I... You mentioned two of the parents are at the gate, but others have been taken. Are they pressed into service as the monks were, or are they imprisoned somewhere? Some are on tables. Under the... in, in his... the place he's turned into his lab. <laughs> others... None are alive, I think. Thank you, I'm... I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Alright, I'm gonna wake up the other monk, and Romp, if you're able to bring him up to speed, and make sure he's okay with helping us here, I'd be appreciated. Uh, in the meantime, I'll see what I can do with these, these crowds. Thank you. David, can you give me a perception check for Jovan as he goes to wake up the other monk? Uh, absolutely. He dead. Uh, okay, so... He's been faking it this whole time. That's a four, so a three. I'm wondering if it's worth burning trick points to bring that up. I don't think I can bring it up enough to matter. Yeah, no. Uh, three. You think he's mumbling under his breath, but you don't catch it. And you shake him, you splash him with some water, and he does wake up. He's very startled, very concerned, uh, and... Robert talks with him. And he calms down a bit, and when when he explains the plan, he's gung-ho to help you guys with it. To get that stain out of an, out of the abbey. And he says that the celestial that surely you have been sent by the celestial triad. Soul, Gnosis, and Liana watch over you and smile upon this. You have been brought here to deliver them from this darkness. Quarry just nods in agreement with everything this guy's saying. I think so myself. For the next bit, they talk a bit. I assume that you probably give Brother Clark some of your food as well, and water. You guys continue up the path. Uh, as we travel, Quarry would probably 
talk to Brother Clark saying soothing things about, you know, the blessings of soul and whatnot to take his mind off of what he's been through. You quickly determine that he has a very keen theological mind and has had a great deal of time to contemplate the intricacies of all three of the religions that they practice at the Tenorian Abbey, and of the protection that those that the three celestial divines specifically offer to this world and its denizens. As you peer up the wind-swept and lightly snow-dusted path, you can see a large cliff rearing above you, upon which you can see a large building perched at the edge of the cliff beneath a further rising cliff. From the distance, you can't make out much about the building, save its shape and that it is clearly constructed from stone that is different from that composing this mountain. Of its shape, you think you can see three distinct elevations, perhaps two or three towers, each rising higher and a glint of metal capping each. The path before you bends to the northwest, at the base of this cliff, and in the distance you think you can see it meandering as it slowly climbs towards the top of the cliff and the abbey above. Fela, you think that you can hear the sound of bone pipes. Mm. I'll play the bone pipes. Not many other people do, though. As you sort of scan around looking for the sound, you note, standing off the side of the path, almost obscured by the underbrush, a large pink animal. A pig. And sitting on its head is a squirrel. <gasps> the only thing that could be better than a pig is a pig with a squirrel on its head! Uh, I am going to attempt to quietly go up to them. Hello, piggy piggy, hi squirrel friend. Don't be you want cautious, to be best friends with me? But look at how cute they are. Are you going to stop the cart and like jump out? Oh, yeah. Like, fully, absolutely, 100%, unless somebody tries to stop me. So, guys, Faileth is just jump, trying to jump out the out of the cart. I mean, I'm inclined to let her investigate, though. Okay. The Likewise. Quarry, well, if the cart doesn't stop, Quarry will be like, oh, we should stop the cart. <laughs> See what Faileth's up to. Hello, beautiful friends. You're the cutest things I've ever seen. The squirrel, you sort of like reach out your hand and the pig snuffles over to it and sniffs your hand. Snuffling. And the squirrel comes up to the head of the pig and looks straight up at you into your eyes. Hello, I love you. And then they turn, and they start snuffling off, off the path into the forest. Mm, you guys, and I know we have a plan. The but the squ- 
squirrel pig is going a place, and I feel like I need to know where. If we the story of the old man. Yes. Had him. Follow the squirrel pig. Melian, I. I was all gung ho until he said it in that voice. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> We did uh -huh. ask the ladies for their assistance. Perhaps this is the assistance we sought. Almost certainly. It matches the sign that was provided to the person who I am. Just give me a second, gonna look up his name. Well, the pig is different, but. It's, it is what it is. Beltane? Lord Gessa. Oh, that's cool. one. Um, a small squirrel did come upon the Lord's plight, and for some reason the Lord gripped was by an urge to ask it for help. He pleaded with the squirrel to help, to find anyone or anything to bring him to aid his men. He did not plead for it to help him, as he expect a noble would do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the squirrel bit's the only part of that story that I remember. Yeah, so I'm, I am 100% down to head off into the woods. Let's follow the squirrel pig! This is the day of my life. I met a foot lady. I met a squirrel pig. So you bring the cart over to the edge and you tie the donkey up to a low-hanging branch from a tree so that the donkey doesn't go running off. And you and the two monks start heading into the woods. Every time that you think that you lose sight of the squirrel or the and the pig... They suddenly are there again, just a few feet from you, off to the side, slowly leading you through what is most assuredly not any kind of trail. You go over logs, under, under, under low-hanging branches, through thickets of brambles you don't think that pig should have been able to fit through without getting pretty torn up. Until you come to a piece of cliff face that is covered in vines. The squirrel and the pig stop. The squirrel looks back at you. It holds up an acorn. And then the pig slowly snuffles, pushing some of the vines aside and disappears between them into the cliff face. Does every squirrel pig does. Now I know there was some concern about uh, Petruliacs infesting these tunnels, but I don't think the maidens would bring us here if that was the case. Indeed, I think this is a good sign. I'm down, let's go. <laughs> Everything Brian, that sorry. Brian says in that voice <laughs> sounds it just like immediately, a horrible idea. Yes, uh, everything. <laughs> yes, good young hero, enter into my clutches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, friend Dion. Paladin, is this voice bothering you? Because I can amend it. <laughs> I mean, Melian, really you're so charming. 
Allie does not want you to, because I am absolutely loving this, but I think Quarry would probably be a little less off-put if you changed. <clears throat> Is that better? Oh, very much so. Uh, head and shoulders above, yes. A tremendous improvement. Well, as we are no longer attempting to sneak in through the front door, I see no reason to maintain the voice. Aww. You did an excellent job of it. While you guys have been talking, Robert has gone over and has pulled some of the vines aside a bit, and he looks back at you and says, There's an opening here. Looks like worked stone, actually. Hasn't been used in a long time. Paladin, friend Jovan, should we perhaps allow the monks to remain behind, thus lessening the chance that they will fall back into the clutches of the necromantic powers that lay at the base of this abbey? Yes, they will be safer here, perhaps if we borrow the robes in case some of us need to go unnoticed. If Romp is willing, his familiarity with the Abbey would be indispensable. Hmm. But perhaps the Genasi to cover the entrance. Brother Clark looks at you and says, The Abbey's my home. I don't have any other place to go back to. If you're to see it cleansed, then you'll also need someone, someone who can invoke all three. Certainly. But we can, we will not be able to do that until the danger has passed. No, uh, I have no wish to offend you, but are you at all handy with a weapon? He looks at your weapons with a bit of unease. And then hangs his head and shakes it. I'll... The least I can do is I'll... I'll make my way back to the... cart. I'll... I'll get the cart hidden and the donkey off the road. But I will be waiting here for you. We will come back for you. It'll be good to have a friendly face greeting us if we escape. He means when we escape. Victoriously. We might not need to escape. <laughs> if, if we uh, simply win, uh, clear out the entire abbey, <clears throat> one fell swoop, chop, 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 no need to escape, then we'll, we'll walk out as heroes. Excellent point. I withdraw my objection. May Liana's grace go with you. Gnosis's ingenuity and soul's steadfast light. May the celestial triad watch over you and bless you this day. And you. Well, Jovan, I think we'll need one of your handy lanterns. Have you named the mage hand? <laughs> uh, well, there's lefty, righty, and uh, no. No, I don't think I, I have. But yes, um, lantern, lantern can be done. Uh, I'll pull the lantern, uh, pop it out about 20 feet ahead of us and uh, unshutter it. As we go, I'm going to be letting the rest of the crew keep an eye forward, and I'm going to be inspecting the, the walls of the tunnels as we pass through them. Okay. Uh, can you then give me a tools proficiency? You have a whole billion of them, don't you? Uh, masonry is probably the most yeah. applicable. Yeah, okay. masonry. Give me just a moment. I do, in fact, have a tool proficiency or two. 
Oh, easy. 19. Um, let me actually see what the proficiency bonus would be. Uh, it would just be 2. So, uh, 21. Um, assuming, and then a stat. Not sure what stat that would be. For this, we're going to take that as your base stat roll. Uh, and then if there are other situations that come up or individual things that are more appropriate for various skill checks, then we will utilize those. But we'll basically use this more as your basic, what you're doing right now. For sure. With that, you leave Brother Clark behind. You push back these vines to find a wide and quite tall tunnel of clearly worked stone. You do not see the squirrel or the pig, but as you begin to move down this dusty hallway, Faileth, at one point you do note what looks like the bones of a squirrel curled up off to the side. Oh, baby. I collect them and put it in my wicker, my uh, basket pouch that I keep my bones in. Excellent. You continue through these tunnels. They are dank, they are dark, and you get a distinct feeling that while they seem straight, they are not and that they are slightly angled, going upwards, climbing in an almost spiral up through the cliff and the mountain. Jovan, the stonework here is old. It looks like the tools that were used on this stone They're from before steel. Okay. So that'd be like pre-Eltharan. Probably, or early Eltharan. The story hadn't made it out to be quite that old. That's incredible. Okay. Well, so at least this is older than the Abbey. Because the Abbey... Uh, if you say that about the stones... Uh, Romp will say that the Abbey is over 500 years old, uh, made back during the 4th century. Otherwise, the walls, they're not, they're not ornate. They don't show distinct signs of where that would give you reason to believe that the tunnel was in any way compromised. Which, considering their age, either goes to show that this is expert craftsmanship, or that there is some magic here. Protection of some kind. And as you continue up, you come to, surprisingly, a door. This door is made of burnished bronze and is embossed with an interesting symbol that you have never seen before. Well, at least it means that's not the scary snake symbol, then. You see a symbol that is divided into six pieces. 
The piece at the top of the symbol has what appears to be three circles, each ringed with triangles, angled inwards as if it were a great, gaping, tiered maw. The symbol below it, going counterclockwise, is of a central circle, surrounded by three straight radiating lines at each of the cardinal points, and a single wavy radiating line at each of the cross quarters. Capping the four cardinal points are four hemispheres. The symbol below that is what appears to be a hemisphere with jagged stone or crystal lines jutting from it atop what you think is meant to be stylized waves. The next, though, is a symbol that you do recognize with a slight change. You do see a spiraling serpent, but this one does not appear to be skeletal. It as well bears spines upon its back, and two strange spike-like protrusionals that hood its head protectively. The next is a simple symbol. Three jagged lines, like those made by the claw of a predator. Of all the symbols, this one is different in that it appears the metal has been painted, tinted, or stained to give these three lines a reddish hue, like blood. The last symbol is of a blank circle within a triangle. At each point of the triangle are three orbs. Within each of the three orbs is what appears to be a stylized eye. One eye is fully open, the next half-lidded, and the third is closed. I want to say this is ringing some bells from the Druid's Hut, but I don't have my notes available from... Ooh. Jovan's going to take out a piece of paper and just do a, a quick rubbing of it. You said it was um, embossed into the door? Yes, it is. It is quite large. Like, I, it will probably take two pieces of paper to make each of those six symbols. I don't know if I tracked how much paper I have. Let me take a look here. Presumably there's a... Ten sheets of parchment. Of parchment. Okay, well, I've used at least four of those, so that's unfortunate. I can only get three of those symbols. Or you can do approximations smaller. They are not complex symbols. Okay, yeah. In, in that case, I'll, uh, I'll just put down my best rendition of them. So my notes don't say anything that sounds similar. I might be misremembering. Um, I'll just go back and listen to the episode after this. Mm -hmm. See if I forgot to note something down. Although, cast the skeletal figures in the mural in the druid runes. Um, yep. They had sort of sunbursts behind their heads. Yes. Does, does the um, circle with the wavy lines look at all similar? No, not at all. Aside from just the circle, the lines coming off of it do not look like the radiations of a starburst. Of a sunburst. Got it. Although if this door is as old as the tunnels, maybe it 
predates those other worlds. It's possible, though we weren't able to get a definitive date on when those murals be made. Right. I would say that this is just a convenient bit of, yeah, you know, interesting trivia about the world before the earlier pre-Otherans, but I sincerely doubt that this won't tie into something else later, considering the context that we're currently. Maybe a question to ask the maidens if we ever see them face to face again. Or for the first time for me and Corey, but that's neither here nor there. Um, right, uh, once I take down the, the images, I guess we push forward? Is it just. Is the door Do you able to. Put your open? hand onto the door? <laughs> oh, that's a scary question, but yes. Sucked through it into the. Yovan, surprisingly, uh, you the world suddenly briefly goes black, and you are feel as if you are being moved. And to the rest of you, uh, Yovan touches the door and vanishes, and everything goes dark because the lantern went with him. Um, except Yovan? for Faleth. <laughs> I mean, I can still see because I am. Uh, if everything goes dark, then Melian will leap forward. Friend Yovan! And snatch the air where he was. Okay. You snatch at the air where he was, and he is gone. There's no trace of Yovan there. But you are in pitch darkness now. In which Yovan? case, I will feel about with my hands. <laughs> uh, can you give me a d20 for if you, for a, if you get above a 10, you won't touch the door. If you get below a 10, you'll touch the door. Well, I rolled a 9. So. You touch the door and, Faileth, you see Melian almost... It almost looks like he gets pulled through the door and he just vanishes. Um, Melian just got pulled through the door and I think that's what happened to Yovan too. Hmm, it appears this door is more than meets the eye. Perhaps it is the way in. Sort of seems that way. Well, if not, uh, I don't think we can leave our friends to whatever fate has befallen them. Definitely not. Well, uh, well, let's go through then. Yeah, I guess so. Corey will grope their way forward. Romp makes the sign of the celestial triad in the dark, and while muttering prayers to Gnosis, steps up to it, and the three of you feel a pulling sensation, and you are suddenly in a stone chamber. Jovan, brief, you have probably about maybe like ten seconds before the rest of your companions arrive, maybe a bit longer before Kawari's group does. Uh, you are suddenly standing in a room that is very different. It is stone still, and you can see there are niches of bones scattered around. You are in catacombs now that do not look to be as old as the stonework that you were going through before. And when you turn around, there is no door. To be honest, you're standing in the middle of a hallway. I should have known that a doorknob would be far too crude for the Eltharians. 
gotta do everything in a complicated way. Alright. Uh, he's gonna pause to think about his next step, um, which will conveniently fill the time until the rest of his party shows up. Uh, as you pause, uh, Melian suddenly appears beside you, or, well, that necromancer appears beside you. <laughs> Startling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jovan is 100% startled. Let's take some moment. Ah, there you are. You took the lamp with you. Not my choice, but yes. That's actually quite curious that the lamp came with me. It was held by the mage hand. So perhaps it is all there in technology. As you guys wait for a few more moments, the rest of your party appears. Hello! Romp looks like he's going to be sick, but he also is like looking around, sort of like he recognizes the place of it. How close does everyone pop together? Are they all, like, bunched very tightly in the center of the hallway, or is it just... Uh, so, you appeared, you moved a bit to the side as you went to look for the door that should have been behind you, and then Melian appeared right where you were before, uh, but the others, they don't appear on top of each other, they don't appear squished, like, decently, evenly spaced away. They pop up. But you do notice that anywhere they pop up is near a, a niche of bones. Okay. Uh, the spot where me and Melian appeared. Is there also a niche of bones near that? Yep, there's a niche of bones right on the other side. The one that you appeared facing. Romp, what can you tell me about these? Do you know? I think we're in the sub-sub-catacombs. Uh, the the bones here, various generations of the order. Would it be disrespectful to move them for just a moment? I, I'm not exactly an expert on the dead. Yovan will throw his attention over to Cory. Uh, As he moves to clear out the alcove full of bones that he initially appeared in front of. Does Cory think this is a heinous act of desecration? They technically are priests of soul or at least monks dedicated that have dedicate part of their life to soul so it probably wouldn't do to move their bones unless there was a really good reason to move them Joven, is it a curiosity or is it important well if we understand the mechanism by which we came here it may serve as our escape. I'd rather figure that out now, rather than after we're being chased by the rest of the black-robed figures. Hmm. If I... it comes down to that. I see what you mean. Well, uh, we are very careful, and... Yes, very careful. Care to give me a hand? Yes. Quarry will help Yovan move them, and will... Mutter prayers to soul as they do so. Less prayers, more like, oh god, please don't hate me. It's for a good cause, it's for a good cause. right? This is, this is for you. This We're here because we're doing good things for soul. You wouldn't mind, would you? Uh, 
you clear out the alcove, and it seems like just a carved alcove that has been carved into the rock. Was it... Is there any sort of decoration of it? What does it look like it was built over something else that had been before? Been here before? To your eye, it looks like it was just carved. Just someone carved into the rock here for it. Or that it was some kind of natural formation. Okay. Um, in that case, he'll put the bones back. He'll take a moment to inspect the floor and ceiling directly above where he and Melian appeared. As, See if the... as Corey puts the bones back, they're perching. Just do, sorry, sorry. Right. We'll need to find another way out. Uh, I'm not seeing any easy answers. Assuming that he doesn't see anything on the floor or ceiling above where him and Melian appeared. You don't. Aside from it being dark, it just looks like stone. The only other thing, maybe if Faileth has some answers. This seems like a place you'd stumble into a ghost or two. But other, um, Jovan will spend his whole day here if no one else pries him away. <laughs> we should continue on. If this is not a way that we can exit, then so be it. We have much to do, and I would prefer to do it while Sol's light is still in the sky. Fair enough. Plus, nothing will motivate a warrior as much as having no option but to fight his way out. I do recall you saying something about subterfuge leading us so far behind the lines that we didn't have a way to escape. Hmm. Yeah. This was not subterfuge. Oh, well, that makes me feel better then. Um, speaking of subterfuge, if Melian and the other two want to take the lead, uh, it'll be a little bit harder to explain me and Quarry's and Faileth's presence. Mm-hmm. Ah, but we left the one of the two monks behind. There's only the two. Nah, then just the two of you then. And the rest of us will... Alright, but I will warn you, in order to maintain the pretense, I will have to resume the original voice this body possessed. Hooray! I am braced and prepared. Good, good. (laughs) I am filled with regret. (laughs) (laughs) If you need us to approach uh, or or back you up, just um, scratch your side. I don't know that there's trouble. Um, otherwise, we'll assume that you have it handled. Excellent. <laughs> I hand off the lantern to, to the pair of them. Faileth, you're our eyes now. Okay. I'm doing a creepy voice, too. <laughs> no. Robert, I will ask you to carry the lantern as I believe that I am supposed to be the master here. Of course. Of, of course. He takes the lantern and holds it out in front and just slowly starts to walk. I want you to know before we run into any trouble that I very much appreciate your bravery. (laughs) (laughs) Corey's taken up the rear. I... I... Jovan's gonna owe me a drink. 
I'll add it to the tab. Melian and Romp. Melian, as Romp leads you along with the lantern, it casts its light out on these tunnels. You move through tunnel and chamber. Bones. So many bones and niches. Some full skeletons laying out in others. Bundled together. Until you come to a stair that brings you up to the second level. And you can see that even from the previous level to this level, the stonework here appears to have been upkept much better. Faileth, Yovan, Quarry, you move along in the dark at the edge of the light, just far enough that you can see the light still in front of you. And Faileth, you can feel generations of souls here. For the record, Quarry felt nervous that they couldn't really see Faileth, and that there were all these loose bones lying about that Faileth could just pick up and make off with the sacred bones of the priests of soul, but then realized that Faileth's never really been interested in going to church and probably doesn't want to talk to a lot of priests anyway. And no, better. she does not want to take any of these people with her. <laughs> But they definitely had that whole thought process as they stumble along in the dark. In these musty halls and chambers, Faileth, you can feel the energy just crackling in the air around you. And you can feel that your mother is uneasy. I don't think mom likes priests either. I don't think she likes any of you, but I think that's more about uh, not wanting me to have friends than it is about her not liking you personally. <gasps> Melian, once you and Romp have reached the top of the staircase, the tunnel stretches out to your left and to your right. To your right, there's a another tunnel that comes off quite quickly that seems to wrap off around and behind the staircase you've just come up. Uh, and then the main tunnel continues on a bit before also turning right again. And Romp, quietly under his breath, mentions that towards either way, first we'll come to a, uh, a crypt of the abbots. But if we continue along, it will. The tunnels will turn and we'll come to the main chamber that the leader has turned into his lab. He points to the stairs directly across from where you guys are and says, Those go up to the next level, uh, which is more of like a crisscrossing basement. It's the one that has the tunnels that cross under the abbey proper and also into the uh, 
outhouse. Well, Robert, you know these tunnels better than the rest of us. Perhaps you could suggest a strategic approach. Uh, well, where do you want to go? Are you wanting to go... Uh, do you, are you, do you want to try and clear them out up above, or go after the one that's down here? Well, it is not a particularly good strategy to leave enemies behind you. So we should crush the ones down here before we proceed to exterminate the rabble above. He takes you to the right, leading you first to a path that is ornately carved. And he points down and you can see there's a small little iron gate that can be pulled across that has been pulled and has a lock on it. And he points down and says, that's towards uh, the first to the first of the abbot, abbot crypts. But if we keep going this way, he, he comes along to the edge and he sort of looks a little bit down the hallway. Uh, so, down this hallway, uh, you notice the sort of cuts and alcoves off to the sides? Yes. Usually he has things in them undead and as you glance down and look down this hallway you can see in the distance a pale green glow that suffuses whatever the end chamber but at the same time you think you can almost see a a weft in the air something that pulls perhaps the barrier that Robert had spoken of earlier. Robert, I have two questions for you. Uh, yes? Is this the chamber of Putrelax? Yes. And aside from the undead, are there likely to be other priests and or black-robed necromancers down here? Well, the only other necromancer here is the, the girl, uh, Cece, and her partner but uh the uh, she usually doesn't come down she mostly oversees the area up above making sure that putrelax isn't disturbed uh, so aside from him and his test subjects and the, the children that he has down here uh, it's just us and the bones of members of the order and how would this body have ordinarily spoken to putrelax a bit deferentially, uh, he huh, seemed to almost worship the ground that Putrelex walked on, uh, though, <sighs> compared to how he treated the, the lady with, that was in, in the, with the mask, I would say Putrelex was like a prince, and the other was like a, a queen. Hmm. I will have further questions for you about this masked woman at a future time. But for now, I think I have the information I require. I have a plan. Okay. Perhaps we can avoid fighting the undead before approaching Putrelax. <laughs> what, what's the plan? Do you think he is within shouting distance now? Oh, probably. Oh, uh, the choir is also going to be down here. Uh, they're... They, severed heads in 
floating in jars. Hmm. That sounds very disturbing. I am not looking forward to seeing it. Wait till one of them blinks at you. Well, if blinking is the worst they can do, that is perhaps all right. They're the ones that command us when we have the the, the, the bands. Uh, but I, I don't know what else they can do. Well, as heads in jars, I suspect I will be able to outstrength them for sure. <laughs> this body's laugh is not very good. I don't know what you're talking about. It's great. <laughs> I'm going to keep practicing. All right. My effort at a plan is that I will shout deferentially to Lord Putrelax to request that he clear the way for us to approach as I have brought him new and healthy test subjects. Are are you gonna bring the rest the, the rest of the group? Yes. And then once we are within range, I will stab him through his putrid heart and crush his face with my strength. Remind me not to take this shape again. I uh yeah, yeah, I I'll I'll I'll, I'll remind you. Okay. Um do you do you want me to go down and get them or should we sing, signal for them to come up? I will signal to them. And I scratch my side. <laughs> uh, Faileth, uh... you're peeking around the corner and can see uh, Melian starts scratching his side. Are you itchy, Melian? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have you're... fleas again? <laughs> I've got no, more of that topical treatment. The ointment. Faileth. You need... This is the signal. You are supposed to approach quietly. Oh, I'm coming! Uh, <laughs> she stops talking and scuttles over. Is that what I was supposed to do, Melian? Indeed, you have done quite well, my apprentice. Excellent. Ooh, what should I be calling you? What's your secret name? <laughs> the puzzled look. Melian looks at Robert like, uh... Uh, I he I I don't think he had a an an interesting name. Um, he was referred to just as Lo Lo Logan the Witch. Indeed, or you may call me now the Nameless One. What what is this? I call ye, oh master, my master. Not only do am I not enjoying this new vocabulary, but I think I am having a poor impression on Phelan. I am a necromancer of you. I am an necromancer. I mean, All people right. have been calling me one my whole life. I might as well really lean into it, right? Boogity, boogity, boogity. <sighs> Paladin, friend Yovan, here is the plan I am considering. <laughs> I will yeah. call down to Lord Putrelax to relax his defenses as I have brought him new and healthy test subjects. And hopefully that will cause him to lower his undead defenses. And I will approach him, and when I am close enough, 
I will stab him through his putrid heart and then crush his face with... Why do I have to be so detailed? Because it's part of being a necromancer! Your plan sounds... sound, Melian. If we put the paladin at the rear, that should defend us from any encroaching undead once the battle becomes pitched. Yes. I will guard our rear. Oh, if the battle becomes pitched, watch out, because that stuff is sticky. <laughs> My apprentice makes an excellent point. I mean, it's so sticky! If we are agreed, then I will initiate the plan soon. Quarry draws their halberd and tries to keep to the shadows. <clears throat> Lord Putrelax! It is I, Logain the Witch, although I have assumed a new name, the Nameless One. I have brought you new test subjects. Please lower your undead defenses that I may bring them to you. Come, Logain. If you are worthy of that name, shall be decided by the carnal lady. Only she may bless you with a new name. Yes, my, my servants Lord. will not harm you. Come. And as you pass down this hallway, you note that you pass four undead. They don't look exactly like zombies. They look a bit different than a zombie. Ghoulish, perhaps? Why, yes, they do. I mean, Melian won't know that, but... Uh, Kawari, uh, from your time in the war and some of your experience with the ghoul guard, uh, you do recognize these as ghouls. But you note that these ghouls are also wearing the same iron headbands. Interesting. Well, they're more un intelligent undead, right? Yes. Than zombies? They have intelligence that rivals humans. Hmm, okay. That makes sense. And when, the, when ghouls have been left for a long period of time feeding on intelligent races, mm -hmm. it, there are rumors of some of them even starting to organize themselves into forms of society. Uh, those are very quickly brought down because they pose a threat to everything. Since their appetite is quite voracious. You come out as you pass through these, pass by these four ghouls, into a large open chamber that is lit by torches on sconces around the edges and by two large candelabras. But suffusing and across every surface, Except for the... Even almost as if it's wrapping around some of the support pillars for this room is this greenish glow. And you see near the center of the room a apparatus that has six open, not open, six cylindrical containers filled with 
a strange bubbling liquid and floating in it six heads in various states of decay. Along the far wall across from you, you can see directly across from where you've entered a actually a tunnel. But the air in front of the tunnel where that greenish glow is sort of hitting it, you can see it distorting. As if there's a, some type of barrier or force there. Scattered about, there are various tables upon which you can see various subjects no longer amongst the living. And on the f in the corner of this room, uh, there's a the corner sort of opens up into another chamber, and you see Putrelax standing over there in front of a series of cages that are that have children in them. He's not looking at the cages. He's looking at another sort of one of those tunnels that has that weird wefting barrier in front of it. And you see slightly off to the side what almost looks like a strangely constructed ballista that has sticking up out of it a glittering green gem approximately the length of a forearm and as you look you see him pull down a lever and not a bolt flies from machine smashing into the barrier, but a pure stream of greenish, ghostly radiance. No! And with that, we will end our session. Yeah, that's probably not great. Listening to Roll with Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe for future episodes, rate us where you get your podcast, and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can write us at dm at rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Purple Planet Music, and Arcane Anthems. Full credits are in the episode description. Interesting fact about Quarry. Um, bringing... Oh, sorry. Nope. Can't read my own handwriting. You're muted, Brian. Ah, I did like a whole good song bit. The only reason it's actually new. Yeah, I heard it. Did you get Sasha's interpretation <laughs> of what they heard? Yes. Da -na, da -na, da -na.
I uh, went off script at the end there. <laughs> a little bit of Sasha Flair. And at the beginning. And in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to me, I only heard that you were doing a thing. I couldn't make mm-hmm. out what it was. I figured. Our session I'm not begins doing anything near... <laughs> So, you guys, did you hear the tail end of that? I just heard a buzz. Yeah, my volume was down, but that was my Nat 20 noise. Oh! (laughs) I was like, they're never going to believe me because the noise didn't happen. (laughs) But I think you guys caught the end of the noise. I was about to ask David if he could mute himself. Someone was going No, that was the 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 tail end of my Nat 20 noises. I frantically tried to turn the volume up before we missed it so that everyone would believe me that I got a Nat 20 to move this stupid rock. (laughs) Sorry, I turned the volume of my phone up and it's like, here's an ad now. It's like, no, that's why I had you turn down volume. Anyway, continue your dramatic explanation. Um, so I offer it a parfait. It just comes to parfait. <laughs> you ever had somebody say, "Hey, I don't like no parfaits." I offer mm-hmm. it an onion. Ogres are not like onions. Who's gonna offer it a cake? We've officially left the Shrek jokes. But I offer to make it waffles. Stay up late, trading manless stories, and in the morning. 